What's good? This is Trapping Anonymous. My name is Chris Dabbs. This is PTSD Anonymous. I think that a lot of things that I get to talk about on my podcast is beneficial to our culture, to the places that we grew up. And um, listen, I'm from Brooklyn, New York, so if I have an outlet and if I have a platform that I could get these stories out and I could get this information to the public so that I could help educate, listen, that's what we're going to do, and that's what Trapping Anonymous is about. Shout out to everybody that um, listened to my going away episode from my job, two weeks notice. Uh, shout out to title. Um, live show coming soon. I can't wait for that. I'm just super excited about 2019. If you ain't get a uh, sweatsuit yet, Make sure you go to hiphopcloset.com, type in Traveling Anonymous, pick up some merch, pick up a shirt. Support the movement. Keep this, keep this shit going. I appreciate all my listeners. I appreciate everybody that's been here from the go and people that we met along the way. This is PTSD Anonymous. My name is Chris Dales. So I like to jump right into my episodes this is this is a very special episode for me. It's something that I've spoke about with my listeners and a lot of people have been asking for this kind of material and it's something that I was tweeting about and it just really got a lot of attention. So I was like, I got to talk about PTSD in the hood. It was this tweet that I had tweeted out and I'm going to get to that in a little bit. But I first wanted to read off what post-traumatic stress disorder is. And it is a condition of persistent mental and emotional stress occurring as a result of injury or severe psychological shock, typically involving disturbance of sleep and constant vivid recall of the experience with dulled responses to others and to the outside world. That's the hood. That's growing up in the hood. One thing that you spoke to me about that stuck with me is you said since 2008, I have not spent a year, a full year outside of prison. No, since, since 2006. 2006? Yeah, since 2006. Yeah, not 2008, 2006. And we in 2019 right now. Yeah. What? I want to bring it back to childhood. I'm going to be honest with you. Um, We from Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. I already know how it is, you know, growing up. But talk to me about some of those things that you would see as a child. I mean, those memories. Some of the memories, I know, I know, I know you probably got a lot, but just like some of those memories that will never leave your mind. Walk me through one of those moments. Yeah, I don't, I don't even know where to start, man. To say is like, you know, I used to be like, I was like a little mommy's boy in the house, you know, going to school, getting good grades, so you know, mm-hmm. I could get fly. Smart dude. That was that was the Jordan era. Every week, as long as I'm doing good in school, you feel me? I get the Jordans. Yeah. Tommy, Polo, Naughty. Feel me? I was doing good and just I'm from Best Eye, so you know it's like I started rubbing the wrong way. You feel me? Yeah. At a young age, twelve, 
friends smoking. I never really got into the smoking thing and all that, but mm-hmm. just I'm seeing little pe- people my age and people a little bit older, you know, standing on the corner yeah. selling drugs. But I was always spoiled, so, you know, I ain't really care for that. But then I started wanting money. Mm-hmm. For me, I started wanting money. Because, you know, it's people in my hood that was same age as me getting money. I'm like, how they getting money? For me, how they getting money? Now, you know, I'm still keeping up the good grades and all that, doing all the right things. But, you know, that was the empire days. You feel me? Yeah. And Empire's a roller rink that we used to go to and used to get fly. Yes, have teen night over there. Friday night. Good times, but a dangerous place as well. Yeah, that's a fact. So, you know, also I got I got jumped at Empire. And mm. I got jumped probably by like 30, 20 people by the Western Beef. And I know that Western Beef. And it turned me, like that kind of took a part of me and I started. Do you know why they did that? You know, not it was like Flatbush versus every other hood. Right. Flatbush, you so if you wasn't with them Flatbush boys, like, and you wasn't deep enough, they was getting you. you Yo, boy, me? I'm not gonna even hold you up. I remember I was standing online for Teen Night. This this is a memory I always have, and we standing online ready to go to uh, Teen Night, and this dude come through and he like, creep, creep, <laughs> and then he would do. So then he'd be like blood, and then he said, "Yo, everybody online look straight, like we was in, like we was in the army. Like he just, he like, yo, look straight, everybody. Don't nobody, don't nobody even look at my face. And he just go down the line and just start digging in people's pockets. Yeah, it was nasty. Just straight up digging in people's pockets. It was nasty. It was nasty back then, bro. It was nasty, but you know that kind of." That kind of took me away, and I think that started having me wilding in these streets. Because after that, I just started, you feel me, going south. You feel me? I just started being on the corner, and I'm just wilding with my mans and stuff. And it's like, all my mans was kind of like the good boy. I was the wild one out the crew. You feel Mm. me? My mother couldn't understand, like, what made me change. You feel me? And, you know... It just went south from there, bro. After they jumped you? After I got jumped. You feel me? It went south. Do you think a part of you was starting to do that to other people? Did you start jumping other people because of that anger? Do you remember the people that did it? Did you want to retaliate? No, I wasn't even about that because I I knew. I didn't know who did it. But it's just that now it was like, if you ain't from my hood and we catch you, anybody, getting washed. We we jumping you. I was just on that type of time, and that's when I just started wilding. What was one of the worst um, things you probably did to somebody else that you probably like? Damn, like at that at that age, probably the worst thing was probably like shoot at somebody. You did that. Yeah, and I started wilding after that. How do you get your hands? On a gun at in in the eighth grade. You know we got cousins, older cousins. Yeah. You feel me? Older f- relatives. And that, they respected enough to just be like, "Here." Nah, I stole it. You stole it. I stole it. 
I stole my cousin when he gave it to me. My cousin was with me fighting anybody and all that, but when it came to the gun stuff, I stole it. So you walked around with it on you all the time, or you walked around no, looking for him? Actually, after that happened to me, I was out of school for a little while. They didn't want me back in school because um, they thought I was going to sue and stuff because I got cut on school grounds, but I didn't do that. Um, so I was with my cousin and I was searching his room and I found the gun and I took it ever since then. I was like, when I see that boy, I'm going to shoot him. You feel me? Did you hit him? Nah, I ain't hit him. He, I ain't hit him. He knew it was you. Yeah, he knew it was me because I saw him and I called out his name. I'm like, yo, what up? He was walking towards me like he was ready to pull his knife out and try to cut me again. And I threw shots at him and he ran. And I was chasing him. And, you know. And you ever seen him after that? Yeah, I seen him one time after that. Yeah. As a, probably like two years later, you know, I'm in high school now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You feel me? See him two years later. I was with my mother. I saw him in a laundromat. And he looking at me. I'm looking at him. I'm with my moms. You feel me? I'm honest with my mom. So I already told my mom everything that happened. Yeah. Feel me? I'm like, yeah, that's him right there. So my mom's like, what up? She look at him. What's up? Like, why you looking at my son? What's up? What you want to do? You want to fight? What? He like, what up? But the lady he was with grabbed him and all that. Yeah. And so it ain't go down. It ain't go down. <clears throat> so one of the things that I had tweeted out, I'm just like, it's just not normal for a child to see guns. It's not normal for a child to see people get shot at. It's not normal for a child to see drugs, to grow up in that environment, that to see their friend get killed. You know what I mean? My man's got killed yesterday. It's like, that's not normal. That's not, a, that's not something that you're supposed to be growing up around. That's not things that, that's stuff that goes on in like war, in third world countries. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? People is out there getting killed, getting robbed, you know what I'm saying? And drugs and sex and money. And this is not an environment for a child, you know what I'm saying? And then we grow up to be adults. And of course, we dealing with all of that trauma from our kid, our childhood. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. That stuff is still affecting us every day. You walking down a block and you got to turn around. You watching your back every block you walk down naturally. You're not supposed to feel that sense of anxiety. That, that comes from growing up in these hard, tested environments. That's a fact. That's what? a fact because after that, you couldn't get it. I was always walking around with a gun. All the time. All the time. And then they sit there and they talk about, you know, Billy that shoots up the school and they tell they tell you that Billy had a had a mental illness. So then what do we got? If Billy got a mental illness, what are we growing up with? I'm seeing my friend head get blown off. You know what I'm saying? As I'm going to school, I'm getting robbed. I gotta run and take a different route. I gotta run into people that don't like me, people that I don't like. Rival gangs. What's going on with us? So I think it's with us, I think it's survival, bro. Exactly what it is. Word. If 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 everybody in the hood got a gun and they protecting yourself and they they protecting themselves, what do they think we gonna have? What do they think we're gonna do? Talk to me about the first time you, you got arrested. The first time I got arrested, I was I was in eighth grade. What? 
I was in eighth grade. That's the first time I got arrested. And you know how we was, you know, when we was younger, everybody used to have their bikes, yeah, doing yeah, their yeah. willies and stuff like that, ride park over. Park to park. Yeah, we, me, me, and like probably like ten boys. Off, we all from like same block mm-hmm. and around the corner. We went riding in Williamsburg, and you know that's the Jewish area. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we went riding over there and all that, and then we went over the Williamsburg Bridge. Most of the dudes, I was the youngest. You feel me? I was the youngest one. So I'm in the back because I'm Willian. I was the nicest one, you know, Willian too, because that's all I used to do. I used to love Willian. So I'm in the back Willian. I guess my friends at the time, they was in the front. They was in the front, and, yeah, I was in the back. So my friends robbed the Chinese guy. I didn't know they robbed the Chinese guy. And I'm still just riding my bike. And all I see, everybody like, yo, come on, come on, come on. I'm like, what happened? Uh, a cop car tried to hit me off my bike. I kept going. I went down another block. We all had white T-shirts on at the time because that was what it was. I took my T-shirt off. I hid under a car. I waited for like 15 minutes. Then I jumped back on my bike. And as I'm riding up the block, cop jumped out on me and locked me up. So- so you was like too young to be do like a real robbery, yeah, yeah, sentence, sentence yeah. So what did they do? They sent you to the jail. They, they jewel had or? me in the precinct, in the room, and my mother came, yeah, and whooped my ass, basically. Yeah, she ain't play that. She ain't play that. So how did this lead to your first bid? Um, your first extended time that you spent in jail, trying to get money. I went out of town. And I went out of town for one day, and I caught four to eight years. Four to eight years? One day. What the hell was y'all doing? This is Trapping Anonymous. It's only entertainment. Please don't get me indicted. Yeah. Y'all know what it is. What the hell was y'all doing it? I had dope, coke, crack, and like eight guns in the house I was in. Eight guns? Yeah, at the age of 16. It was a juvenile charge. A- that's when they, they had the kingpin shit on you. Yeah. I remember reading that article. Yeah. Um. <sighs> yeah. Caught four to eight years. What's going through your mind at that? How much money was y'all getting anyway? I was only out there for one day. Oh, so you ain't even get to it like that. I'm not going to lie in that one day. You feel me? Because I was hustling for somebody. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? That one day made like 10000 No, No way. Like ten thousand that one day, and then this is back then. Back then, two thousand six, two thousand six, no cap. So you go out there, you spend a day, you spend a day hustling for somebody else. So you're not even the main dude, and you made ten thousand dollars cash. It wasn't my ten thousand cash, but I made ten thousand for the person that that day, and then the next day I got arrested. What's going through your mind? What's going on? Like, mm-hmm. you feel me? Like, hold on. Did this person set me up? Like, yeah, how, how is it that I just got out here? Exactly. Like, did this person set I was out here for 24, it wasn't even 24 hours. Because I got out there probably afternoon time. And yeah. I was locked up by the, the next, next, probably before the time I got, before the time I got there, I was locked up before that. So yeah. it wasn't a full 24 hours. Before the sun, before the sun yeah. went down. So, 
now they sit there, they, t- they tell you about, you got you to gotta do this bid, you got to take this time. What ends up happening? How much time do you end up doing? I did four and a half years out of that. Four you did four and a half years? Four and a half years. Yep. Well, I went at 16? I, I was 17. I had just turned 17. I came home when I was 21. What? Yeah, I came home when I was 21. So you grew, you, you basically, you grew up in there. Yeah, I became a man in jail. What was what was that like? Was you getting into fights in there? What? Yeah, because I started gangbanging. Inside of jail? Yeah, I started gangbanging inside of jail. How did you get initiated? Um, I had to put 190, you know, 190, put 190 water in some, and put bacitration in there and throw it on somebody. Throw it on the crib. What is that? What does that even do? It put, it take your skin off your face and you did that and i did that and did you get caught no i didn't get caught for that so now you in it you in beef now yeah it's, it's kind of always beef in jail even if you really not gang banging or something like that because the gang bangers are either want to try to extort you during that time I feel jail not that rough no more how it was 2006, 2007. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Now it's like people getting money now in the hood and stuff right. like that. So they're not worried about the petty stuff, gangbang. Everybody's getting money now. But back then, it was hard. You wasn't with a clique. You wasn't. So you basically joining this gang. It's sort of a pr- protection. It, was, it wasn't fully protection, but it was just like the. To have a home, to, mm. I could build with people as we on the same type of time. Got you. So now, what does this lead to? Because I'm sure they want retaliation. Do they ever catch you? Yeah, a lot of box time. A lot of box. What's lot that mean? Explain to them. Box time is when you go into the shoe. The shoe is the SHU unit. You feel me? That's where they you locked in twenty three and one. For me, you only come out your hour, you get your shower, or, you know, you get your wreck. So you spent 23 hours in one room? In one cell, yeah. What did that do to you mentally? It just had me thinking about, should I, why did I get in this game? Yeah. For me, wishing I could take what I, going out of town, wanting yeah. to do that. And just had me thinking about my girl at the time, yeah. you know, like, then what's she doing? Is she with another nigga? Mm-hmm. You feel me? And, you know, and just trying to work out and try to stay fit. Because after a while, you would just be like, I got I can't think about the outside. You feel me? I got to, this is, I'm doing this time. I got to worry about what's going on with me right now. You feel me? And, you know, yeah. you get through it. So you spend this time in the box. Um, you know, you, you come out and you're like, all right, I ain't going back. What was the longest extended time you spent in the box? Eight months. Every day? Every day, eight months. And what what, what did you do to end up in there for eight months? Um, Riot. Explain, riot. explain to me. Explain what happened then. Um, Got into it with some, um, well, the Bloods had got into it. With some, um, with these MS-13s. We had got into it with some MS-13s, and it was just a riot in the yard. People got cut. People got stabbed. You know, and 
Everybody yeah. went to the box that got caught. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you had to, I did my time in the box and they shipped me to a new jail because they didn't want to bring me back out. And, you know, that was the longest stretch I did in the box. It was eight months. Other than that, it was probably like a little 90 days or 60 days. But eight months killed me. I came out weighing 25, 30 pounds less than I was. Just deteriorating in there. Yeah. Yeah, because you, your last meal was around 5 o'clock. 5 o'clock. You know, eat again. So, you know, I can't help but to see, like, the parallel between what you're going through as you're becoming a man in prison to the first time you got jumped. Um, I can't help but see how your life was just bad decision after bad decision after somebody sort of took your innocence, right? You come to party. You come to have a good time. And 20, 30 dudes beat you up for no reason. Yeah. Now you, you emulating what you see. Now you going out there, you jumping other people. Yeah. This becomes normal to you. It was the norm. Yep. Imagine if the norm was going to school, getting, getting the good grades, and meeting people that want to build with you, that want to have fun with you, that is not seeing you as a threat. Imagine if the norm was trying to, you know, go to each other's sleepovers and meet each other's family and play video games. But no, the norm is they put pain on me. If I see somebody in my hood, I'm putting pain on them. Mm -hmm. You spend this eight months and you come out. Does this extend your sentence at all? It, at that time, it was so much, feel me, violence going on and stuff like that. You just do your box time. And, and it you, just. Yeah, you could get hit at the parole board. But I had four years to do. I mean, I had some time to do so. You know, that was at the beginning of my stage, you know, beginning of my bid. So all that weighed over. Okay. So what would you think was probably like the biggest lesson you learned from that first stretch, that, four, that first four years when you, when you literally turned 21 in jail? <sighs> Never hustle for nobody else and... Stop selling drugs. Mm. Stop selling drugs. So it's not even get out of the game. It's get out of the game that way. That way. Okay. <laughs> we, we still going to get to it. Yeah. So you come home, everybody sees you. Yeah. How does that feel? What you, like? It, 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 felt, it felt good. Everybody was welcoming me home and everything. But, you know, I had a daughter. Mm. You feel me? I had a child a year I went away. And me and her mother didn't see eye to eye mm -hmm. and everything. So it's just that I was trying to build a relationship with my daughter when I got home. That that, that became number one priority. Number one priority. All right. Then you, you said you never spent a year out of prison since 2006. Yes. How do you end up going back after four and a half years? Of violations and you know trying to get money other ways. And what was those that ways? Don't, don't you know scamming? That okay, was so now it's a it's a it's a different era. Now when you yeah. growing up, 
It was about drugs, going out of town, mm-hmm. selling coke, selling weed, selling dope. Now you come out and it's like, hold up, what y'all doing now? Yeah. It's a whole new hustle. And I don't have to, to walk, walk me through the first time you got put on to like somebody showing you. My, my man, I came home. My man like, yo, what you doing? I'm like, I'm just chilling, bro. You feel me? And he took me to Jersey. And we went in the store. I saw him do 15000 in like four minutes. And I said, he said, what's up? What you want to do? I said, Why you, you don't got to ask me that. You know what I want to do. And I never looked back. Oh, my God. He goes, in, he goes into the store, swipes $15,000 in four minutes. You go from doing a bid for $10,000 in a day to seeing somebody do fifteen grand in four minutes. Now the game has changed. Game has changed. So, and I want parts. So, so, so now, now what are you doing? I'm going on the road with these credit cards and, you know, I'm, I'm getting to it. Well, what was, a, what's, what was a good day back then? Back then, good day, 25, 30,000 in giffies. And gift cards. And gift cards. And those gift cards can be used as real cash. Yes. So are you, are you selling the gift cards or are you using the gift cards? Selling them. In I both? Needed, yeah, in both. I needed my money. I didn't care for, you know, shopping and stuff like that. I wanted my cash. So then you get caught? I get caught. And how long do they? Um, I got caught and I bailed out the same day I got arrested. And I was on parole because, you know, I had four to eight years. So I got arrested in Maryland and... I got bailed out, and I ran from parole, and then they caught me like two months later, and I had to go back to jail. So you was just straight up on the run? I was on the run. Are you not terrified of that? It's because I was home for a little while. I kind of forgot about that four and a half years. like Just like that? Like that, just like that. Just like that. I kind of like, I was in my head like, jail ain't nothing. Like, I could were so it's like i stopped putting my daughter first and you start putting the money first start putting the money first which was your which, which was your first love it's a fact that's what got you in the game um so you're on the run for two months they stop you i know you probably got caught on some yeah i got caught in my house under the bed hiding under the bed i had my girlfriend who did my whole bed with me she was pregnant at the time and I was by her side, parole caught me in the house, hiding under the bed. They bang on the door. Yeah, my door was open. What? Yeah, they walked in, and they was going to start searching the house. I didn't want them to, and I just came from under the bed. Yeah. Because then they could find more shit. Exactly. And, oh, my God, bro. Exactly. So now you go back for how long? Six months. Okay, so that's nothing to you. Yeah, that wasn't nothing. You didn't even care? No. I, I, I cared because I was having my second child now, mm. and I missed it. I missed that, my daughter being born by a month. When you go back in, is it tougher? Is it easier? It was easier, but it was hard on me as in like, damn, you back here, you stupid. Right. Feel me? But it wasn't as long. Right. So as far as, like, the fights are concerned and, like, the violence is concerned, is that still something that's prevalent when you go back? 
Yeah, but not how it was 2006. Now, if you fighting, it's just you being nosy or you being a punk and you just letting somebody just take your stuff. You get what I'm saying? That's why. So, like, yeah. So, like, I think jail has this big misconception that when you go in there, it's like fights. It's like war zone. It's like. No. If you you really. If if you know how to move in the streets, you'll know how to move. Exactly. Exactly. If you you stay to yourself and you mind your business and. You feel me? You don't be in anybody else's business. You'll be good. What's the worst altercation you got into in prison? You see the scar on my face right here, right? Yeah. I just got this. You know, I just came home two months ago. Wow. And somebody punched me in my face playing basketball. Sucker punched me. And it split my face. It looked like I, it looked like I got cut. Yeah, I thought you had got sliced. Nah. He punched me in my face. You know, a little big guy. Yeah. You know, my size. He sucker punched me because I hit him with the basketball in his face. I didn't even know I hit him with the basketball in his face. He sucker punched me, and it split my skin. That's the worst incident I say I got in jail because that's the only incident where somebody scarred me in jail. Mm. Never been scarred in my life. That's how I'm like, yeah, I know this is my last bid. Did, did you have, did you want to retaliate? Oh, yeah, I retaliated. Oh, yeah, that's a fact. I mean, it's Trapper Anonymous. We want to yeah, know. Yeah. It's, just know that his scar worse than mine, and he left out. He left out the jail. He was in, he was in, he was in the hospital. He, he, he was in the hospital. What is like, what does like violence mean to you? Like, do you, are you numb to it? I'm numb to it. I'm numb to it. Violence to me is, you feel me, is survival. Survival. I don't look to bother nobody, but if you bring harm to me or any of my loved ones, no cap, I'm on you. Mm-hmm. I'm on you. I'm on you. Even if it means going back to jail? Even if it means going back to jail. But I try to stay away from it, though. I try to stay away from it. To be honest, I try to stay away from it because I don't... I'm 29 now, mm. and I got two beautiful daughters, man. Indeed. I love. You Indeed. feel me? Money not first to me no more. Mm. For me, everything I do, I, I I think about it. Like, is this worth it? And You didn't do that before. I didn't do that before. For me. Like, I've been home two months, and... My friends be trying to get me to do certain things that I'm not willing to do no more. Be like, nah, I'm not gonna do that. I remember when you you did when you came home. We had a conversation, and you basically told me this was the first time you came home and you were nervous. Mm-hmm. What do you mean by that? Why were you nervous about coming home this first this time? It's because I was nervous. I was nervous for the simple fact that like. I never came home. I feel like I matured so much and I never came home to where it's like, I'm not doing this and I'm not doing that. I'm not risking to to go back to jail, keep telling my daughter I'm in school, but she coming to see me and seeing all these officers and saying, daddy, how come mommy go to school and come home at night? She putting two to two together. Yeah. So when I got home, I'm really nervous because 
I still love money. Don't get me wrong. But my children, that's my first love, man. Bro, I see the passion in your eyes, bro. That's no cap. Like, that's my first love. But I don't want to be broke mm. at the same time. Mm-hmm. And but if it means you're, if you be with your family... You, we don't want to be broke, none of us, you know yeah. what I mean? But if it means your freedom, if it means you get to see her graduate from high school. I'll be broke. I'll be broke. That's that's where I'm at now, but I wasn't there before. Mm. It took all of these bids. It took it took, it took took all of these bids. I'm sorry, we got sidetracked. Um, you, you do the six months, you come home, then what happens? I come home. You saw too much money getting with the credit card shit. Yeah. We back on it. Yeah, I'm back on it. My my little baby, because I wasn't I wasn't here for my first daughter, so it was like I'm here now, and I'm seeing my daughter wanting to crawl and stuff like that. I gotta spoil her, get her everything. So you know, I'm on the road mm-hmm. every day, mm-hmm. give my daughter anything she want, and I got caught up again. With what? Scamming. Again, I got caught up again on the road, caught with some credit cards. How long is this after the six months? Um, I'll say probably like seven months later. Seven months. So yeah. you're out for seven months. You're feeling, you're moving and grooving. You're feeling comfortable. Yeah. Because this is the longest time you spent outside of jail since 06. Yes. At this point. Mm-hmm. So you're out um, seven months. You're doing your thing. You're, you're spoiling your daughter. How do you get caught? Um, my friend was speeding, and I was sleeping in the back seat. And I told him, do the speed limit. I woke up, and we was pulled over. I woke up to an officer with a flashlight in my face, and they wanted to ask me to get out the car, search the car, and they found 300 credit cards. Oh, my God. So now you're going back? Yeah, I, I got locked up. Bailed out like two days later. I had to bail everybody out. I bailed out. And then... um, How much did that cost you? It was 75000 for everybody bail, for each person bail. So they took um $10,000, so it was 10%. Right, right, so right. it was 7500 for each person plus $2,500 collateral. So it was 30000 to get everybody out. I had to get everybody out. And, and you just had that? Yeah. Okay. So um, you bail everybody out, and now how much did they hit you with? Um, I was fighting the case, but I was still on parole. So they was letting me fight it, and then I got into a shooting. In, I got into a shooting in front of parole, and they sent me back. What the fuck? Yeah. Yeah. How? What, what What happened? Somebody tried to rob me in front of parole. They knew who you was? I guess so. I guess so. And you had the thing on you? No, they had the thing on them. And I disarmed them. Like, I took the gun out of his hand. We was tussling for the gun. It went off. And he got shot. And I got arrested for it. We, well, we both got arrested. And they, I, they checked the cameras. And they saw that he was looking at me. Because people came out the hair salon and said I was the one that pulled the gun out. But they looked at the cameras and they saw that the person approached me. And then they ran the ballistics on the gun and saw, like, 
I guess the person had their fingerprints on the bullets. So they let me go. But parole wasn't trying to hear that. And I ended up doing like 18 months. Do you believe in karma? Yes, I believe in karma. Do you feel any of this is related to things you've done in the world coming back to you? Yes. And how do you deal with that? I got to deal with it. I got to deal with it because I know I could have been away a long, long time, 25 years, 20 years. Some of my friends got that. So I just got to deal with it. So there's no three strikes at this point? This is your third time getting arrested. Mm -hmm. There's no three strikes that put you away for an extended period of time? See, three strikes is is like three strikes. They hit you with that. Don't just because it's three felonies you think is three yeah. strikes. It's like you got three gun charges. Uh, like you got two gun charges, you get one more. Like you can get life on the back of your line. You feel me? If you got okay. three of the same crimes, that's a felony. That's when you could get life on it. They could give you 10 to life, 15 to life, whatever they want to give you. It got to be the same crimes. You're recounting these stories, bro, like, like you know, <clears throat> like another day of the week, right? And <laughs> yeah. literally the things that you're telling me right now, I'm, I'm, it's making me nervous listening to the stories. <laughs> What's going through your mind? Somebody got a gun on you and you fighting for your life. It's going through my mind is like you ain't gonna take me away from my daughters. That's it. You feel me? You ain't taking me, and I'm not giving you my. I'm not giving you anything my, I have. No, I work hard for this. Go get your own. A year and a half, you do. Eighteen months, you do this time. Mm-hmm. And is how's this bit different from the rest? That bit because you know my daughter now is like. You know, she's daddy, she's talking and stuff now, and so it's, it's like I'm getting closer with my old, or I'm getting closer with my youngest, and I'm trying to build a better relationship with my oldest, mm-hmm. but she she's kind of a mommy's girl, and I yeah. really wasn't around for the right. one-year-old, two-year-old, three, I wasn't around for that, so it just was hurting me with that biz, was my daughter. Was it? Were you in any tough altercations? Not that bad. So it was- oh yeah, yeah. At the end of my bed, um, I, I I came home from the box. I came home from the box. A CO said I pulled the razor out on him, and I went to the box. I I did ninety days. I came home from the box. I maxed out. What's that mean? Like you don't owe no more parole time. Okay. Yeah, I max I maxed my time out. And in in the box. You know, I hate to keep bringing it back to this, but you're in there that cell alone. Some different jails have you feel me different rules, but that jail I was in, I was in there by myself. I was in the box by myself for ninety days in one room. Ninety days. Do you sleep? Yeah, I, I, you you get a padding. You feel me? You get a padding. You sleep all day. Well, my padding is sleep all day and stay up all night. The night is the night is shorter than the day. You feel me? The night is so I try to be up all night and I sleep all day. Just wake up to get my trays, get my food, and go back to sleep. That must make you feel like an animal or some shit. Yeah. Yeah, I kind of got to immune to it, bro. Kind of got immune to it. You feel me? You're not even budging. 
the most that always stuck to me, I was on Rikers Island and this this boy, I guess he wasn't taking a shower like that and they set him on fire in, in bed. You feel me? That I felt bad. I felt bad for that. But you know, on Rikers Island, the blankets that we get, they fireproof. So the boy ain't get burnt, but they they, they set, set him they, on fire. Yeah, they set him on fire. I felt bad for him. I I, I felt bad. Um, <clears throat> I know it's not big to touch on the homosexuality in prison, but how alive and well is that in there? That shit real. It'd be people you think is the toughest. Yeah. But they really sliding off with niggas in closets and cells and stuff like it's real. I just recently one of my friends, one of my men, he used to be my man. Like we were ran trains together yeah. and everything. I just found out he gay. I just found out he gay. In jail? They say they say he was gay on the street on the low, but they caught him up north and he was getting head from another guy. Whoa. You done met him with me before I introduced him to somebody I used to be around with back in the days. What? Official on the streets as far as, you know, putting on, you feel me? All that shit. Yeah. You're a booty bandit, man. You're a booty bandit. Um, damn. You know, I had, um, I remember my first episode, The Trapped Anonymous, um, the guy had spoke about a story of how men would swiggle under the cell to go lay up with other men. Like, I, I don't even know how he described this, this shit. Um, and just, you know, how, how renegade it was. You know what I mean? And dudes really coming up with girlfriends and it'd it be guys that you think. All right, so you come out of jail, you, you do this year and this 18 months. How old are you at this point? I think I was probably like 23, somewhere around there. Oh, damn. 23, 24. So how do you get locked up again? No, hold on. Nah, I was probably like, I was like 25 probably. Yeah, there like you 25, go. 25, 25. I'm like, shit, you yeah, only had 23? 25. Yeah, 25. 25. And then how do you get caught up again? Um, I get caught up again... I get caught up again. I was at Dave and Buster's with my wife and my daughter, and I used a credit card, and they found out the credit card was fake in in Long Island in Nassau. Stay out of Nassau. Anybody listening to this and y'all doing scamming and stuff like, stay out of Nassau. They gonna roof you. I got two and a, two and a half to five years for one credit card. What? Yeah, two and a half to five, and I was with my daughter. They came in there. I was just sitting there eating. I didn't know the lady knew that the car was fake. They came in there, and they told me stand up. I stood up. They told me to put my hands behind my back. My daughter ran to the officer and tried to grab his leg, like, get off my father. That crushed me. Hmm. That crushed me. She'll always remember that. Always remember that. And my daughter never want to go to Dave & Buster's. Never in her life. She always say, no, I don't want to go to Dave & Buster's because that place took my father away from me. As men, bro, we have to do better. You know what I'm saying? 
Um, That's a fact. These crimes, you're not saying, all right, yo, like, I got to just stop doing this shit because it literally leads to the same result. That's a fact. You don't think, like, all right, let me just stop doing this shit? I mean, no, I'll be, I'll be thinking about the money, man. Thinking about the money, but mm. now I'm my head on straight, you feel me? I'm yeah. not I'm not willing to do nothing to leave my daughters out here no more. You feel me? My family number one. How much of that two and a half to five do you end up doing for the Dave and Busters? I did two years. I just came home from doing two years. They let me go in two years. I was surprised because, you know, I've been doing jail time since I was sixteen. But, you know, they let me go in two years. They're not looking at you when they read your rap sheet like this guy, you know. They're they giving chances. They're trying to give us chances. You feel me? You can they, honestly say that. Yeah, they're trying to give us chances. You feel me? In the DOC. What's that? Uh, Department of Corrections. Yeah. They're trying to give chances. Out here in the world, I don't know. But in DOC, they're trying to give chances. They gave me another chance. Wow. Um, what, would, what do you think the biggest difference between the drug game and the scamming game is? You've been heavy in both. Man, now the scamming game is getting a little bit harder. The scamming game getting a little bit harder, so the the drug game is for sure money. If you got good drugs, it's going to sell. Scamming game, you got to, something can be good Monday, and then it's not working Tuesday. Mm. If you got good drugs Monday, mm. it's going to sell Monday, Tuesday, Tuesday Wednesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Thursday Friday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Yeah. You feel me? Mm. So Okay. I never got that answer before. So yeah. I'm happy you um shared that with us. Um how corrupt are the correctional officers really? Are oh. Whew. They corrupt. Yeah? They corrupt. They if you you got something that's gonna bring stuff in for you, you feel me? Then you got something that's just racist. Like upstate New York, they racist, man. Tell you, you fried turkey, get out of here. You feel me? Nigga, all that. And then you report them, and it don't go nowhere because it's your word against them. It's a criminal word against somebody's career. Right. Like It's not going to be that easy. It's not. No, they're not taking your word over no person that they feel has been doing right their whole life. They're not taking your word. Mm-hmm. So it's like you just in a lose lose. You just gotta deal with it. You put yourself there. You just gotta deal with it. Um, while you're in jail, do people be like really sleeping with correctional officers? I be hearing stories about that. Yeah, yeah. Have you ever slept with a correctional officer? No, nah, I never slept with a CO. No, nah, I never slept. But you've with seen CO. or heard? I heard. Okay, you feel me? <laughs> like. They, they, some COs do give it up, but I never was in that. I've been in a relationship, so you know. That's a fact. And I'm not risking trying to sleep with no officer to do more jail time. You feel me? I'm here to do my time. So it's pretty much easy to get uh, drugs and cell phones in in there through s- correctional officers? Yeah, uh, I could say it depends. You yeah, get depends. what I'm saying? It depends, but it's not it's not easy. Is there any part of prison that you feel like saved your life? Yeah. I feel if I ain't do all of this jail time, I'll probably be dead or 
You feel me? I'll probably be doing 25 to life for something else because this jail time slowed me up. Mm. It made me realize certain things. You feel me? Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not on that holy, holy time no more. Right. Like, I'm on family time, man. Have you ever thought about taking your own life? Nah, I never thought about that. Nah, I never thought about that. I thought about... I thought about, like... Like, it's been times I've been... I'll be like, damn. Is the, is the world stopping for me? Me being in jail, is is the world stopping for me? Mm. You feel me? I'll be feeling like everybody at standstill in... I'm in jail moving. I'm the only one moving that know all the people I know. Everybody else as still, they just waiting for me to come home. I be feeling like the world stopped for me. It don't. Word. You see how much, you know what I mean? I got a whole podcast now. I mean, yeah, we used to fact. run around and shit like that. It don't stop. It shit don't stop, man. But them thoughts went through my head. Yeah, I yeah. thought everybody stopped and was waiting for me. Like, nah, oh, I was waiting man. for him to come home. Mm-hmm. But I come home, I see see my friends, see you, you mm-hmm. feel me? We met we met in high school, you yeah. feel me? We met in high school. That's competition, <laughs> dressing and all that. Waves and all that, you feel me? Oh, man, it was good times, man. It was good times, bro. But I know people hear this and be like, damn. They might think like, oh, he bugged out. He don't care. Mm-hmm. But like, like, let me ask you as you meeting me in high school. Mm-hmm. Did I ever seem like a bad person? Bro, you were one of the smartest kids. That's the that's what bugged everybody out about you. You you had good grades. You were a good dude. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? At the end of the day, like, you know, and we 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 had a lot of wild motherfuckers in, in high school. You yeah. know what I mean? Niggas is bugged out. A lot of some people that's not even here anymore, you know, whether it's jail or, you know dead but at the end of the day i can honestly say you i never got a bad vibe from you mm-hmm. like even when i hear you talk about that other side of you mm-hmm. it's so hard for me to see because you've always been this you know good dude to me yeah. and it's like i don't know sometimes when i hear those stories bro i don't even understand how yeah you could you could you could go to that dark side i don't know i get i get dark sometimes but people that I really mess with and I care for, you mm-hmm. feel me? They, I won't never get dark with them. Never get dark with them, you feel me? I'm I'm a caring person at the end of the day, you feel me? I got a heart, you yeah. know what I'm saying? But if somebody do me wrong, yeah. that's when I get dark. That's when I get dark. That's when I get dark. It's like some people that heard stories about me and don't even know me like that, they just think I'm a bad person. I had a friend, my my best friend brother, straight, always never been in the streets like that. You feel me? When I came home, not probably my first bed, like my second bed, we about to go somewhere and everybody in the um getting in their cars, I ain't want to drive because my license was suspended. He searched me. Before I got in his car, he had to, he like, let me pat you down what? before you get in my car. I'm like, what? They automatically keeping that stigma. You feel me? Yeah. I'm like, I ain't got nothing on me, bro. Like, ah, you know you. You know you. Yeah. Nah. I won't never put jeopardize next person life. You feel me? I won't never do that. And people can't see past. You feel me? I won't I won't do that. So I, I can't help but ask. I got to ask. Like, 
even with all his jail time, the 18 months, um, the four years, you know, every single time you went to jail, do you really expect your wife to, like, hold it down and not cheat? And, like, do has she ever cheated on you? Or have you ever caught her? Like, I told you I used to think the world stopped when I'm in jail, you feel me? I found out the world don't stop. The world don't stop going and going, you feel me? But I can say this. I respect my girl to the fullest, you feel me? You feel me? She, she's a good woman, a great mother, you feel me? She pure, you feel me? She the realest. You feel me? She the realest. I give her the utmost respect. You feel me? I don't put her through so much. You feel me? So you know, I could say that she just always been by my side. You feel me? That's what I could say. Okay, I respect that. Um, do you have any regrets? Yeah. Got a lot of regrets, but like, um, I'm not gonna say I regret. I regret going to jail because it helped me and made me to the man I am today. But I would have to say I regret going to jail because I wanted to further my education. You feel me? I really wanted to further my education. Now I see it's so much like I got a record and. These Uber drivers, it's easy money to be made. And some things is hard with a felony. You know, you still got good jobs you could get with a felony, but you feel me? It 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 it, it puts you it it limits you. You feel me? So I just be like, damn, I always wanted to be a Q dog. You feel me? <laughs> I mean, my aunt coming in the house saying, ski. You feel me? Like I always like, oh, I'm gonna be a cute dog, a cute. I always wanted to. You feel me? I wanted to be stepping in all that camp, go, go to campus, having campus parties and all that. I wanted to do. I really wanted to do that. Even though I was doing what I was doing, I really wanted to do. I saw myself doing that. You feel me? I saw myself doing that. Now with my record and stuff, you know, I just want to. I want. I want to get a business, man. So you know, I regret not. Is there anything that you regret maybe not doing with your money when you was oh, yeah. getting all of it? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I regret not investing. I regret not getting a house. You feel me? I regret my my girlfriend, her mother is one of the best cooks ever. I regret not getting her a restaurant. But, you know, I was caught up on the fashion, you know, the fast life. I did all this time, and I'm trying to play catch up with people out here that never went away. And they doing good, so you trying to play catch up, you spending that money, and then I'm always going to jail. So it was like, damn. And we we out here trying to impress broke people. Exactly. Broker than us. We try we making the richer we making the rich, rich richer. richer. Yeah. You feel me? And we sitting here in competition with each other. Oh, like it, it's it's disgusting, man. And I just I really bring all of this back to post traumatic stress disorder. I know there's things at night that keeps you up, man. I know there's things from your childhood that you want to go back in conversations you need to have with people in your family, with some friends that undid you wrong. And you know what I'm saying? 
a lot of people like it's just it's just gone and just having to live our lives and pretend like this trauma don't exist. Like this trauma don't have an impact. Like you getting jumped, leaving that event don't have an impact on you. Don't 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 turn your heart a little cold. Seeing your man go, it turns you a little cold, bro. Yeah. We need to we need to treat ourselves. We need to treat ourselves, bro. We need to sit back and have those tough conversations. We need to talk to ther- a therapist. We need to go see people that is going to help us deal with things that we've been dealing with for all our lives so that we could come in and make a turn and make a change, man. I never want to I never want to get that news again, bro. I never want to see you in there again. This episode of Trapping Anonymous is engineered by Bunshania Lunsford. 